Welcome to the Bible Truth Podcast with Ron and Tim Reynolds, pastors and Bible teachers. Pastor Ron and Pastor Tim combined for more than 70 years of teaching and preaching God's Word. Listen now as they share the eternal truths of the Bible. All right, today we're in uh, John chapter 9. And let's begin at verse 1. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Now, his disciples... uh, because of uh, the culture of that day, his disciples wanted to know if this man was blind because he had committed some sin that brought on the blindness, or did his parents do something uh, wrong or commit some sins uh, that when he was born, he was born blind? Well, that was the culture of that day, and that's what uh, many of the Jews believe that that things like blindness and deafness and whatever were all a result of of sin. And uh, so the disciples, of course, would have believed the same thing. And uh, sometimes uh, the uh, problems that we have in life with the body or, or whatever are a result of sin, whether it be emotional problems or whether it be physical problems. Uh, you take a person who has uh, smoked uh, three packs of uh, cigarettes uh, beginning when they were maybe a teenager and they get to be 50, 60 years old and they have lung cancer. Well, um, you can understand uh, they brought that on themselves. Uh, now, uh, I know that's uh, argued by some people that uh, cigarettes doesn't cause uh, cancer, lung cancer, but I think it's pretty well understood today that that it is one of the causes of lung cancer. And uh, so um, when I say sin, I'm talking about, you know, doing something harmful to your body, uh, like smoking cigarettes uh, and being warned that it could cause cancer, and yet you go ahead and do it anyway. Uh, You've sinned against the knowledge that you have uh, uh, that it's going to hurt you. And that it could bring cancer. And so there are situations where uh, people, because of sin, um, the result will be a physical problem of some kind. But not all sickness is a result of sin. We must understand that. All death is because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Uh, but Jesus makes it clear here that uh, that sin is not the reason for a lot of uh, bodily sickness. And uh, here's what he says. He explains to them that God had permitted this uh, disease in this man, this uh, uh, being not being able to see, God had permitted him to be blind, put it that way, uh, in order that uh, Jesus might come and heal him and get all the glory for it, that God might get the glory. Uh, so that's what Jesus means here when he says, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents. 
This blindness is not brought on by sin, but that the works of God should be manifest in him. So Jesus comes along, performs a miracle with the power of Almighty God. This man is healed of his blindness. And so Jesus explains to his disciples, uh, that's why uh, this man was allowed to be blind so that this point in history, in his history, he could be healed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 4. Jesus goes on to say in verse 4, I must work the works of him, speaking of the heavenly Father, that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, here Jesus is uh, letting his disciples know that uh, the day is going to come when he's going to be taken away from them. And uh, he says here, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. Uh, meaning that uh, while it's spiritually, while the light is available spiritually, um, Jesus has to do his works because the night cometh, he says here, when no man can work. Uh, and uh, of course, he's referring to the fact there that uh, we should always be urgent about God's business because the time will come when it'll all be over. When no man can work. When God's uh, complete program will be over and those that did not receive Christ as their Savior will pay the consequences by spending eternity uh, in the lake of fire. And uh, those that did believe upon him will spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in heaven and and uh, and on earth as well, uh, and so uh, he is saying here that uh, you need to be about your father's business. You know, Jesus said that whenever he was a little boy, and his parents found him in the temple, and they said, "Why, why, why were you? Why are you here?" And he said, I must be about my father's business. Well, we all should be about our father's business because the time will come uh, when each one of our work will be done. Uh, I'm realistic. I'm 72 years old. I know that uh, my service for the Lord uh, is on the downside. The, the time will come when I won't be able to teach, won't be able to preach, uh, possibly, or um, uh, will... Uh, will not be able to speak. I mean, who knows what the future holds. So that's why I want to take advantage of every day that I have to serve the Lord. And I think we all should, regardless of our age, uh, for the night cometh when no man can work. And then he makes a statement, Jesus does, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now here, the word world uh, is is cosmos, speaking of this this world, uh, Jesus wants his disciples to know, and he wants us to know that uh, as uh, uh, that it, first of all, he is not of this world. But as long as he is in this world, he's the light of this world. Uh, you know, we sing that old song: "The light of the world is Jesus," and he is. But now, then, since he's gone back to heaven. Uh, he's passed off the baton to us, and now we are the lights of the world. Matter of fact, Jesus said that in uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 5. You are the light of the world. 
Don't hide your light under a bushel, but put it on a candlestick. Put it up high so everybody can see it. He's talking about your spiritual testimony. He's talking about witnessing for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he says, as long as I am in the world, and uh, he wouldn't be in the world much longer. Uh, Jesus' whole ministry only lasted a little over three years. Uh, But as long as he was in this cosmos, in this world, uh, he's the light of the world. And of course, he was and he is. Now then, we Christians are the light of the world. All right. Now, the old song also says, let your little light shine. And uh, so his light would soon be taken out of the world, but then his followers were to uh, take the light of Jesus and shed it abroad to all the world. Verse 6. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay out of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. Uh, He went his way, the man did therefore, and washed and came seen. Now several things uh, we might want to uh, be aware of here. There was a folk remedy in those days, I mentioned the culture before, uh, that uh, saliva had some kind of healing powers in it, if uh, you put your saliva on your eyes or on somebody else's eyes. Um, Now, uh, whether that was true or not, evidently it's not. Uh, But Jesus does this. And, you know, Jesus can heal without the saliva. He can heal without the the clay. It wasn't uh, the spit and the clay that healed this man. It was Jesus that healed this man and this man's faith to believe that Jesus could heal him. And so Jesus uh, makes this saliva and and uh, and, and uh, takes the clay and, and, and puts it on this man's eyes. It says anointed his eyes, uh, anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. Now, uh, it, you got the idea here that he... Took uh, just a little bit of the clay that he had made spit and clay and and put it on the eyes, closed the eyes of the man and put it on there. So that's the that's the impression I get. Uh, now he instructed him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. Now uh, the pool of Siloam was a pool that was used for ceremonial cleansing. Uh, in the Jewish religion and Judaism, and uh, so Jesus could have healed him without doing this, but this is what he did. He said, uh, and the reason he did was he wanted the man to express his faith and his obedience, because if the man would have said, "Well, I, you know, I'm not going to do that. That won't help." Uh, well, of course, what did he have to lose? Uh, because he was already blind. If there's any possibility of him seeing, um, he ought to go. And you know, the same thing is true about an unsaved man. An unsaved man, unsaved woman, unsaved boy or girl, are they're spiritually blind. The Bible says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of those uh, that might believe. Uh, and uh, so, uh, though 
people are not physically blind. All unsaved people are spiritually blind. And in a sense, when the Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, uh, what have you got to lose? It's kind of like this man here. He didn't have anything to lose. He was already blind. An unsaved person is already spiritually blind. So why not ask the Lord to forgive you and save you and be healed of your spiritual blindness, and then you'll be able to see. Uh, that's that's what we need to understand here. Not so much the physical healing. It's an illustration here of the spiritual healing that takes place when an unsaved person uh, has faith in Christ and obeys uh, the word of God. And the Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, when you have faith that he'll save you and you call on him, obey God's word, you'll be saved and you'll be healed of your spiritual blindness. And uh, so Jesus tells him, he says, go uh, now go wash. And it says he went his way, therefore. So number one, he wouldn't have gone had he had not faith in what Jesus has told him. He had faith in Jesus' word, and that's what it takes for us to be saved. We must have faith in God's word. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so this man has heard the word of God. He then obeys the word of God. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seen. Well, of course he did, because whenever you have faith, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you and and you accompany that faith with your obedience by repenting of your sins and 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 asking Him to save you, you'll be spiritually uh, seen. You will uh, be healed of your spiritual blindness, and that's the the uh, I think the important thing the Lord wants us to see. This is simply this story is an illustration, and it's a true story that. Uh, when a person has faith and then puts their faith uh, into action and obeys the Lord, the Lord will do his part. He'll do the healing. And the Bible says, and he came seen. And the same thing is true about an unsaved person that's spiritually blind. Verse 8. The neighbors, therefore, and they which were before had seen him that was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, this is he. Others said, he is like him. But he said, <laughs> the man that had been healed of his blindness, he said, I am he. It's me. Uh, and so the neighborhood began to discuss uh, what had happened. They knew this man had been blind since uh, since birth, and all of a sudden he's able to see everyone and talk to everyone, and uh, he wants the, this man wants to let him know that it's him. You know, when a person is spiritually uh, healed of their blindness, of their spiritual blindness, rather, uh, you want to let everybody know. Um, you know, the greatest witness for the Lord is that man, woman, boy, or girl that just accepted Christ as their Savior. Uh, they're uh, on fire for God, and they're excited about what's happened to them. They've had the load of sin taken away, and now then uh, they are saved and have eternal life in their bosom, and, and they're excited about that. And uh, this man, I think, uh, certainly would have been excited uh, that he had been healed of his physical blindness. Verse, uh, verse 10. 
<clears throat> Therefore said they unto him, uh, How were thine eyes opened? How'd this happen? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus came, uh, Jesus made clay, and anointed mine eyes, and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. I can just hear him saying that. I received sight. I just did what I was told. And that's what that's what will uh, uh, happen when a saved, uh, an unsaved person rather, when they hear the gospel and they respond to the gospel and they put their faith in Christ, uh, they too will uh, be like this blind man and say, I've received my sight. Now I see. Now it makes sense. Now the Bible makes sense. Now prayer makes sense. You know, to an unsaved person, the Bible doesn't make any sense. Why people go to church and why people pray. To an unsaved person, that seems like a complete waste of time. But once that unsaved person receives their spiritual sight, then it all begins to come together. Then it makes sense. And uh, so he... uh, he uh, tells them exactly what occurred. Then verse 12, uh, Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. And uh, then the Bible says in verse 13, They brought to the Pharisees him aforetime, that aforetime was blind. So here in 12 and 13, they ask the man, uh, where'd Jesus go? This Jesus you talk about, where is he? And the man said, I I know not. I I don't know. Evidently, he was not around that location. And so what did they do? Well, uh, evidently, some people brought to the Pharisees. You know, the Pharisees were the... uh, were the uh, Orthodox Jews of the day. And uh, they bring him to the Pharisees, excuse me, and uh, it says him that aforetime was blind. So here they are, they're taking him to the Pharisees, and uh, I'm going to stop right there and and take uh, a couple of minutes, and then we'll be right back, and we'll talk about uh, the rest of the chapter as we see uh, these Pharisees uh, try to uh, catch Jesus in a sin uh, because he has, has healed this blind man uh, of his blindness. And we'll look at that in our next session. You've been listening to the Bible Truth Podcast with your host pastors, Tim and Ron Reynolds. They can be contacted on the Mount Vernon Baptist Temple Facebook page, or you may send Pastor Tim an email to T-I-M-R-E-Y-1 at hotmail.com. Or if you prefer, mail correspondence to Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Again, that's Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Thank you for listening.